You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome again to Love of the Star. I am Bobby Belt, Cowboys Insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, joined as always by my co-host, Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout and co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. And we are joined today by the the most requested for God knows what reason, the most requested guest on this show, and that is the one, the only, you, you know him likely from his time at DallasCowboys.com, but he's, he's got a new title now. He is Cowboys reporter for Fox Sports, and that's David Hellman. Hi, Dave. Bobby. Thank you for that intro. It's wonderful to be on. I, I've been wanting to do y'all's show for like a month. Uh, the circumstances just haven't really worked out. So I'm I'm thrilled to be here with y'all. Yeah, we weren't allowed to have a single guest until we had you because everybody was clamoring for you. So I felt kind of weird having anybody else. But uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Brian, you and Dave go back like a lifetime, basically. We do. And uh, one of the reasons why, and I say this all the time, my work is unreadable. It, when I was at DallasCowboys.com all those years, the best thing that ever happened to me in my profession is David Hellman coming into my life. Wow. Because I I can't put two sentences together. And everybody who listens to the shows and knows and reads my writing, they know that I'm dumber than dumb. But David Hellman did more for me than any other person in my career. I mean, I'm fortunate Randy Galloway and guys like that to get me in profession, John Lund. But David Hellman and the work he did at DallasCowboys.com got me to where I am now. And I am uh, I owe a lot to him. I, I He'll tell you, like, I, he, oh, no, I, you helped me. No, it's completely the opposite way. I wish everybody had a chance to have a David Hellman in their life for what he did for me. And I'm so proud of him for his uh, new assignment on uh, Fox. They're going to miss him at DallasCowboys.com. He's super, super popular. He's well-rounded, you know, broadcast, write, TV, whatever you want to do. This guy came in and did it all. And uh, I'm so happy for you, David. And I want to ask you right off the bat, who's going to play left guard for the Cowboys? I, all right. I, I mean, I can't let you say all that without having some kind of rebuttal. That's ridiculous. Uh, wow. I mean, hey, thanks. It's all it's all love. But I mean, God, man, it's so it's so surreal to think about. You know, I showed up at Valley Ranch as this 24 year old idiot. I'm still an idiot, but I've learned a few things along the way. Uh, and, you know, they stuck you and me in an office together pretty quickly, which yeah. On the surface, maybe that seems like a weird pairing, but uh, man, it it did not take very long before I was like, "All right, I'm I'm just gonna stick by this guy's side," and uh, it worked out pretty well for me. And yeah, I mean, 
you know, I, I think we helped each other. You know, I, I, I loved reading your work. I loved helping you get your stuff out there. And you taught me not just about like the game of football, but like the business of the NFL, like the shady stuff, the, yeah. me- the mechanics of it all, just, you know, stuff, stuff that you don't even think about, like just even a basic example of like roster building is like, no, Dave, like you're not thinking about this the right way. Like you need a guy that can play punt team. You need a guy that can be the personal protector. Just, and I, that sounds elementary if you're a big time football fan, but like when you're, when you're a 24 year old kid, just trying to break into the industry, like the amount of stuff I didn't even know about, about football or uh, Brian, what was our favorite game to play forever was like figuring out the inactives like, Oh, well, you know, this guy, this guy's got a bad hammy and they need a guy that can do this on special teams. So like, it's a good bet that he'll be inactive because of this, just little stuff like that. Like I became so much smarter as a fan and an analyst because I spent all my time hanging out with you. And, uh, it was, uh, it turned into a really beautiful friendship. I love you, buddy. I appreciate that. Dave. Right. I'll say one final thing here, Bobby. I appreciate this most about Dave that he came in and Dave wanted to learn, but Dave ended up walking out of there with a chip on his shoulder because I never met anybody. Dave and I would always fight the coaches, the players, we, we, you know, Dave and I'd walk on an airplane together, a charter, you know, and those coaches would look at Dave and I, and they knew that we picked against the Cowboys that day. And they would, you know, they would give us that side eye. And then all of a sudden, you know, team doesn't play well, maybe they lose the game. And then we'd get back on that plane and we'd walk right by, right by those coaches, right by those seats and stuff like that and sit down. But I felt like we were always – we were honest about the way we covered the team. You know, we, we didn't – it wasn't a homer. It wasn't homerism. It was it was really – we just did the best to – you talk about team building, uh, the coaching, the, the way the games came out. You know, I felt like that we were fair, but we were also honest about it. And I don't think there's a lot of – we. I really do appreciate the opportunity with DallasCowboys.com to be able to have that platform – and, I, and I'm really proud, again, of Dave for taking full advantage of that platform and just not taking any S from anybody. You know, <laughs> it's telling it like it is. And, you know, now you got a guy that's uh, going to tell it like it is for Fox Sports. I, I will I will say that I noticed that Dave started the pick, picking the Cowboys a lot more frequently when uh, you left Brian and 6'5 Brian Broaddus wasn't there to walk with him past the coaches. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it does it does help to have that imposing figure. <laughs> I they that hated is, us, Dave. They hated us so bad. Oh, dude, that it is I always tell people, I mean, nothing but good things to say about about the organization and the website. Yeah. Obviously, I owe them a lot, but it is a hard job. It is hard. Uh well, not just hard. It's it's a hard job to win at, if if that makes sense because I mean, you're catching it from the fans, uh, you know, especially like if the team is struggling, the fans expect you to be honest. The fans, the minute you say anything remotely positive, you're the homer that that just does what Jerry wants you to, uh, and then at the same time, like if you're critical, the team is like, "What? Who the hell are you? Why do you know what? What are you doing in our office? Why are you? Why do you get to be on our airplane? Why do we have to eat lunch next to you? You guys never have anything good to say about us." And so, really, the only the only time that you get to win as a DC.com reporter is if the Cowboys are kicking everybody's ass, uh, yeah. because then then everybody's happy and nobody needs to be critical or anything like tw- 2016. It, it was brilliant. 
2016 was it was the most magical four months of my career because they just whooped everyone's ass and everything we did turned to gold and the team loved us because we were you know getting their story out there and the fans loved everything because it was this new exciting rookie sensation and uh yeah, but uh, otherwise, the other like the other eight seasons where you kind of have your ups and downs, man. It is it is tough to be in those trenches where, you know, the team has rabbit ears. They know what you're saying. The fans demand, you know, the fans have expectations of of what a good reporter is supposed to be. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a trial by fire for sure. Well, uh, as we head into training camp next week, ahead of uh, it's going to be a, a pretty big trial by fire, I think, for a lot of people here with the Cowboys this next season. Uh, I wanted us to to look over some of these position battles and, and where we see these shaking out. I know we've discussed here, Brian, some of these, uh, identified some of these areas where we think there are battles, but now I want us to kind of project these out a little bit. Uh, so we're going to talk over some of these here for a little bit before we uh, move on to some larger scale projections for 2022. Uh, the first one, the biggest one that I think everybody's looking at, Tyler Smith versus Connor McGovern. Uh, Dave, Brian, and I've talked a lot about this one. I have a hard time seeing anybody t- but Tyler Smith taking this. I know Brian thinks that, you know, it's at least something worth watching a little bit more given how many of the reps that Connor's gotten. But where do you come down on how that battle shakes out? If it's not Tyler Smith, it's a bitter pill to swallow. I'll, I mean, that that that's all I really have to say. I mean, I've I've been thinking about this quote a lot. You know, I'm writing all my own preview pieces and stuff for Fox sports. And the quote that I keep going back to Jerry said it during the draft press conferences. He said, um, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, we think that we got at like, we think we did just as much to get better this year in the draft as we did last year. So he's basically saying Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, that's going to be just as good as I adding Micah Parsons. That's basically what he's saying. And so if you say that and then Tyler Smith can't even be a starter out of the gate, well, you lost me. I mean, you're just already wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they they sold him as a guy that they think is capable of doing that. I, for one, feel a lot better about the pick. He's he's a very impressive guy. He seems like he's been working his ass off. You know, he's he's up there in Frisco working out with Duke Mannyweather. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like he's taking it really seriously. Uh, so if if we get to camp and he can't win that job, I would just call that a really a, a bitter disappointment, honestly. And, and I think it would make the Cowboys look pretty bad after the way that they sold the pick in the spring. The way that the way that it's going down right now is that I, I was thinking this was going to be a plug and play. And it really wasn't a plug and play because now we haven't got to see every single practice like we are going to get to see in Oxnard. And so. Maybe things will switch. I really felt like that they kind of moved on from Connor McGovern. You know, they gave Connor McGovern the opportunity to get some starts, and then it didn't work out. And all of a sudden, they go back to Connor Williams. And then we get to the OTAs and mini camps, and you're starting to see Connor McGovern back in there. And I was thinking, wow, what a change of heart. Because I know for a fact that Joe Philbin was not a huge fan of Connor McGovern. He wasn't a guy that. You know, they didn't, he didn't draft Connor McGovern. And so I was really surprised when we went back uh, to the OTAs and the mini camps to see him getting more work. It seemed like to me that Tyler Smith was getting more work at left tackle than he was at yeah. guard. And I, that, that was, that was the puzzling thing. But when, 
you know, we get to full pads in, in Oxnard on Monday, August 1st. That's where we'll see where they're thinking right now, I believe. We'll you see think- these, these practices up till August 1st. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of shuffling, but I'm, I'm interested to see who's playing left guard on that first padded practice on August 1st. You think any part of that is just... Um... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Cross training, for lack of a better word, because, I mean, and they say it a million times, like the the spring is all about installing. And so I wonder if maybe they just want Tyler to be familiar with what is required at tackle you know while it's while they're while they have the luxury of time i guess um because yeah. yeah i mean i i expect him to do the lion's share of his snaps at guard once we finally get to camp it's just bobby a, you on that go yeah, ahead I, I am a little bit at, now the one thing that's in the back of my head a little bit is that brian had brought up what if tyler smith is really dominant at left guard and and, and then you know you don't want to move him to tackle because the discussion has been he's your future tackle he's your present day guard um my only question has been, what if he's impressed so much at some of these practices at tackle that they don't even want to waste time with him at guard? And it's like, let's just get him. That, that's the only thing I, I would, if he's not going to start at guard, that would be my explanation for that, is that they just feel so comfortable with what they've seen from tackle right now, and they just want to get that started now rather than waste any time with him inside at guard. But overall, I would still be very surprised if he's not starting at guard this year. And honestly, fairly surprised, maybe not as surprised as if he wasn't starting guard but I'd be fairly surprised if he's not starting at left tackle in 2023. Gee, God, you, you've been trying to fire Tyron for like years at this point. I'm just trying to be realistic here, Dave. Uh, We're the huge. He's, and, and I mean, like, I'm not, I I understand the concerns with Tyron Smith. That's not my point, but like, he's still, he's got, how many years does he have left on his deal? At least two, right? Two, I think. Yeah. 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 I think you let Tyron finish that deal, assuming nothing terrible happens to him this year. Like as long as he's relatively healthy, I think you let him finish that deal. Dave, let me walk this to by you then. If in fact Connor Williams, excuse me, uh, Connor McGovern ends up being the left guard, and we see it at training camp in those practices, do you try and play Tyler Smith at competition at right tackle? If Connor McGovern is that much better than Tyron, or yeah, gee, these this this these names are brutal, man. You got Tyron and Tyler Smith. You got Connor McGovern, which I know Connor Williams is gone, oh, but yeah, but that's four years of of mental training that you have to let go of when you say Connor. Uh, anyway, I think um, if if that were to happen again, like the thing that would make it so disappointing if Tyler Smith doesn't win the left guard job is like, I want my first round pick riding the bench in in 2022 like right. in the in this era where yeah, good rookies mean everything and so if that were to happen then i'm just i'm getting tyler smith ready to be an amazing swing tackle because like you know you're gonna need a left tackle at some yeah. point this season and sure maybe if he can be better than terrence Steele, maybe you go for that but i would just i would just start running him snap after snap get him as many snapple uh 
Snapple. Tackle snaps as possible. I will get this right eventually. <laughs> oh, poor Dave. You're turning into Brian more and more every day. Uh, all right, really quickly here. Let's let's run through a couple of these really fast. Uh, James Washington versus Jalen Tolbert. That one's not going to be settled likely until like week three when Gallup is actually back. Um, so that one has the luxury of kind of going into the season as a battle. I think it just depends on do they have deference to the veteran or do they believe in their young guy? Because I think Jalen Tolbert is a more talented player. So if James Washington wins that, I feel like that's more just veteran deference. But uh, I'll lean towards Tolbert right now. Brian, where do you see that one shaking out? I think that one's going to come down to health. I really do. I'm 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 interested. I, I think that both these guys can't afford to miss any time, especially Tolbert. I mean, I I, I really don't feel like that. You know, the, the learning curve for rookie wide receivers has not been very steep. You know, these kids have come in and played from the jump. I think the Cowboys are going to need him to come in and play. But if he starts missing time, and then all of a sudden Washington's missing time. There's going to be a lot of conversations. Are these guys going to have to go out and get some receiver help? But I think it's going to come down to health for both players. I think Tolbert, to me, I'd like to bet on Tolbert. I, I feel like, you know, Washington's had opportunities, but the veteran player might win out here knowing how to get through practices and how to get through training camp. Dave, Tolbert, Washington, where are you leaning? And, and don't, give think- me, don't give me the fence right and answer that Brian just did. <laughs> Deference only deference only matters if they spent a lot of money on you and they didn't spend any money on James Washington. Um, they, they, so, defer, I mean, they, they, they did defer, and I know it was another regime, they did defer to veterans over Gallup when he first got here, though. And, yeah. And cheap well, I, did, uh, did they, though? Yes, because Deontay, I actually, Deontay Thompson I, got deference along with Alan Hearns ahead of Gallup Michael, earlier. Michael Gallup started his first career game. so Talking about snaps, though, here, Dave. Actually, I, I take it back. He didn't anyway. You're right. He didn't start until like a month Ooh. into the season. Damn. Um, uh, as much as things change, they still stay the same. No, that's, still own that's it. actually You're always going to play the guys they feel like you're not going to mess up games. Yeah, that's, that's I, I I think it's it's very easy and convenient to compare Tolbert to Gallup because they were just drafted basically in the same spot. Yeah. Um. I, I think it'll probably be similar. Like Deontay, uh, Deontay Thompson, Tavon Austin, Alan Hearns, those guys played a big role uh, basically until the coaching staff had to admit that it wasn't working. Uh, Gallup kind of came on right around the time they traded for Amari. I see something similar playing out here. I think, I mean, they're both going to get a lot of playing time at the jump because I assume Mike's not going to be ready. Um, and then, yeah, like five, six weeks into the season – if Tolbert is who we think he is, I think he probably winds up being the guy. I think that that should be your hope as a fan anyway. You always want the younger player to to be the better one. And then really quickly, just before we uh, transition over, give me like 10 seconds on this, uh, each of you. Jonathan Garibay or Liram Hyralahu at kicker? Who you got, Dave? I'm just going to, ro- again, rock with the young guy. I don't know. He's fun. He seems confident. All day Garibay. Broadus? Hi, Lou. Oh, look at that. Really believing in that Atlanta game where he took Cordero he, Patterson. Hey, out. he's kicked a lot in Canada. Yeah. I'll just say that. I'm he, just gonna say I'm I'm gonna say experience is gonna win out here on this one. That's fair. Uh you're listening to the Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. Can be found on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 